Today, I want you to open your mind, open your mind to the possibility that one day we will make contact with an intelligent civilization in outer space. We have in our possession a flying saucer. It's being flown to higher headquarters. There is a lie being told to everyone. There, there are extra dimensional beings that an earlier precursor of the, um, the space program made contact with. Do you believe are we alone? Is there life after death? This is the Very Normal Show, introducing Marvel Man and your host, Sarah Martinez. Hey everyone, welcome to another Paranormal Hour of the Very Normal Show for this Friday, February 3rd, 2012 with your host, Vera Martinez. And Marfa Man. And we are live from Austin, Texas, powered by Blog Talk Radio. The Very Normal Show can also be listened to on demand at blogtalkradio.com slash veranormal. And you can also find us on iTunes. We have a very fun show tonight, everyone. We're going to learn about a one-of-a-kind psychic reading technique with special guest Gary Wimmer. So if you have any comments or questions, don't be shy. Give us a call. The number is 818-532-9739. Again, 818-532-9739. So how's your week, Marfaman? It's going good. I'm all banged up. <laughs> I heard you fell down the stairs. Fell down the stairs last night. And you think you broke your rib? I'm pretty sure I did. I don't think you broke your rib. I'll show you after. <laughs> it's it's puffy. Your face, I mean, you are showing pain for sure. But Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little grimacing. We'll get through it. Did you just move into your new house? We are here. This is the first time you've been over. How's that going? Huh? How is that going for it's you? Going, it's going good. Slow process, but, you know, we'll, we're getting there. Besides the injuries? That's right. And, yeah, I, I have to mention that I broke our very expensive coffee pot last night, too. So, oh, trying to do no. the dishes, you know, trying to do something right. The wife's not very happy either. She is not happy with me currently, so. Well, <laughs> you know, have to do something nice for her. Yeah, I got to be more careful. No, I'm serious. Like, you have to do something nice for her. Yep. <laughs> I know this. Not just like, being careful. Like, buy a new coffee pot? Like, something nice. I don't know. Maybe I'll buy football pads so I can walk around here and not hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> you get a football helmet. Oh my god. But anyway, um How's your week? Ah my week. You're in the process of moving too. I won't give too much info tonight because um I think I'll be having my, my reading done tonight. Yeah, I've already given myself away. So <laughs> <laughs> So let's give the uh, a little bit of a secret for now. Sounds good. How about that? All right. How about um before we introduce the guest for tonight and start for um the readings? Do you want to listen to Martha Man's Weird But True, everyone? We got a little bit. I got a couple of cool ones and I got a few dumb ones. As usual. Little mix. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? Let's go for it. Weird But True. 
Let's get started. Welcome to Weird But True with Marfa Man. Do we have credible proof of aliens? I know you love talking about this. Mm, maybe. I got a few alien things for you. Mm, okay. Get Okay, CNN uh, actually reported this. Um, a team of shipwrecked hunters uh, found a strange circular object on the floor of the Baltic Sea in 2011. They now say they have discovered another one, a second one, a disc-like shape that's like some 200 meters from the original find. It it looks like a spaceship. It really mm-hmm. does. But they can't go in there and like check it out until the seawater gets like it's really like heavy terrain right now. Okay. So they're gonna go back in like uh, in like four months. Um, but Peter Lidberg, who leads the group, previously joked on CNN that the uh, the first object they found 300 uh, feet below the surface might actually be a UFO. When the object, which has a listen, has a diameter of 195 feet. Uh, was discovered in June of last year. Many believers thought it was a UFO had crashed on the seafloor and left behind a path of destruction measuring about 900 feet. Um, hmm. There's about th- uh, 100,000, they think, shipwrecks in the Baltic Sea. That's a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. Um, and also, this is funny, the ship, if you look at the picture of it, and I'll show it to you, it looks like uh, the Millennium Falcon. That's what Han Solo flew uh, in Star Wars. <laughs> Are you kidding? No, it does, too. Um, I'll show you in a little bit. There's pictures of this thing? Look at that. Yeah, there are. People can check it out. Oh, my gosh. It looks just like it. You're right. Wow. So, yeah, Star Wars. We'll have to post that on our uh, Facebook page. We should. So, in about four months, we'll know. Like I said, the heavy terrain, they can't do anything. So, may the force be with them. (laughs) Right. Okay, sticking to the theme. Have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? I have not talked to you about this, but have you heard about these strange noises going on in the sky? Uh, no. You don't know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Since like September, there has been this is really weird. These, like out of the clear blue, there'll be these long, like trumpet melodic sounds in the air, like up above. Whoa. It's been, ha- and it's been happening a lot, like in us uh, in January. I'll get into it with what? you. Check it out. Um, People in places around the world uh, were hearing similar loud, seemingly mechanical humming sounds, but the sounds were coming from nowhere and nothing. YouTube is full of videos that seem to be uh, from different places, but but all um, all have the same sounds. I've listened to these videos. They're pretty weird. Uh, not to mention the calls uh, that were reportedly coming in, radio stations and authorities in various places wanting to know what the sounds were. On September 30th of last year, there's like a bunch of videos, like uh-huh. 10 videos out there uh-huh. of like Russia... And like Madrid, like people just like, you know, filming these loud noises. Okay. It, it actually, it sounds, um, and that, it will get this, and at a Major League Baseball game on TV live, it did it. And I watched that too. Really? They're really weird. And it's, it, the noises sound like the, uh, the, uh, the sounds that the, the aliens were making in, uh, what do you call it? War of the Worlds. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. So don't just keep your eyes it's open. scary. Keep your ears I haven't open. heard anything. Isn't something like that in the Bible as well? Something about... I don't know. Anyway, Are we witnessing? anything, maybe just... I'll research that for next time. Go, Just go on YouTube, everybody, and check it out, because it's really weird. Sounds like an organ playing or something. What? And these okay. Are, these are home videos, too. Okay, okay. So, keep your ears open. You heard me? All right. Sticking with... Oh, my goodness. Okay. 
Um, I just want to throw this out here. Uh, UFO sightings have skyrocketed in 2012 alone. During the first week of 2012, UFO reports streamed in from around the world as numerous eyewitnesses described and videotaped strange things in the sky. The Colorado-based uh, Mutual UFO Network, the largest UFO investigative organization in the world, received many reports of UFOs during the first week of the year from eyewitnesses in about 36 out of 50 states. Um, here, here, just to name a few. January 3rd, two slow-moving bright light objects were recorded over Mexico. January 4th, the skies above North Carolina were subject to videotape unexplained bright objects. January 5th, a white-colored globe was captured on, uh, in, on a video in Arizona. January 6th, a strange bright object was videotaped as it fell out of the sky in Japan. And it keeps going on and on. Wow. Yeah. So I think it was in the news, too. Just about, about how there's been yeah, like so many sightings. It's been crazy. It's been crazy. You think it has something to do with uh, 2012? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say it. 2012? Dun, dun, dun. I mean, what do you think? I mean, is this the year? Hmm. Could you imagine if they just came down and decided to live here? Like, what, what would you do? It'd be trippy. <laughs> It'd be really trippy. I'm excited. I am so excited about this year. I'm that, ready. That your neighbors can just be aliens? Why not? Hey, Zenu. <laughs> Morning. <laughs> okay. Could you ever get used to it, you know? We'll see. All right. Um, do you like asparagus? <laughs> Sometimes. I don't. I don't get it. What if I told you a lady can predict the future with asparaguses? If you if you call it that, asparaguses, or is it just asparagus? I don't know. <laughs> Listen to this. Jemima Packington, a woman who divines the future using asparagus, the world's only asparamancer, as she calls herself. Okay. She casts the spears into the air and reads the shapes they form when they land. She's been reading this these asparagus since she was little. And her aunt, uh, her great-grandmother, actually did it with uh, tea leaves. Yeah. It might sound... This is what she well, said. Well, you never know. I mean... Just throw them up and then look at, you know, it's kind of like the bones, you know, like how witches do that with the bones and stuff. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, well she, you, there's all kinds of different techniques. For exactly. Her. I just thought that was interesting. I never heard of vegetables. Vegetables. That's, that's unusual. Yeah. It is. So um, some of her some of her predictions have actually came through with like the royal family and like politics. That's awesome then. She said it might sound silly to some people, but my readings are very accurate. Um, so you can actually, she's going to be attending the... Uh, in April, the British Asparagus Festival. So I'll have to look forward to that. Just saying. Okay. Uh, you know what she said when um, when asked how she actually how she produced uh, how she predicts the future? How? She said it's just an educated asparagus. Oh come on! <laughs> All right, two more. <laughs> this one's dumb. I had to throw it in. You know what helps actually eating asparagus? What? Teeth. Um, which which this bank robber desperately needed. Um, Evelyn Mary Fuller, 49, was arraigned Tuesday on two counts of robbery and other charges stemming from a January 20th bank robbery. Her motives? She needed money for dentures. Um, according to the police report, Fuller entered the First National Bank minutes before the bank was scheduled to close and handed a teller a note demanding for a specific amount of cash. And uh, she was later identified on surveillance and was arrested. Um, when asked how she felt about going to jail, uh, Evelyn, Evelyn said, it bites. Hey, if <laughs> if she had teeth, do you think she could say she had a brush with the law? <laughs> um, is that a little better? I don't know. All righty. How <laughs> is this for bad luck? 
town of Sodesto, Spain, wins the El Gordo Lottery. Whole town. Okay. Except one man. Um, one man in Spain is kicking himself after the entire town won and shared in a $950 million lottery jackpot. Um, 70 households in Sedato bought the winning tickets. They went door to door for everybody to do it, and they forgot him. <laughs> so so uh, the one man is uh, filmmaker Costas Mistakis, uh, had been in, overlooked when the towns went banging on the doors and just forgot about him. Every household that bought a share in the drawing actually gets $130,000. That's a lot. So um, he told the Times that he was sad he didn't win anything, but he did get one lucky break out of it. A neighbor bought a big chunk of his land that he has been trying to sell. So at least he got something for it. That's right. Loser. All right. Um, That is your Weird But Shit with Marfa Man. No punchline there. Hey, there you have it, another very strange segment of Weird But True by Martha Mann. Stay tuned, don't go anywhere. We have an awesome guest tonight. We're about to have some really cool readings. We need to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. If you just logged in, we are The Very Normal Show. If you want to check us out, please go to www.verynormal.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, our guest for tonight has worked as a professional psychic for over 35 years, and he has been featured on Best American Psychics. He's here tonight to explain lithomancy, the psychic art of reading stones a fascinating but little-known technique that reveals in detail the challenges, issues, and opportunities a person will face over the next three months. Everyone, please welcome Mr. Gary Wimmer. Hi, sir. How are you? Can you hear us? Yes, I can, and a uh, pleasure to be with you tonight, Vera and Anthony, and I'm Thank honored you. to be on your show. How are you? I'm good, and I wanted to comment on what Anthony was saying a minute ago about the lady reading asparagus. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that's all true. You can read anything if you learn to see the world in terms of symbolism. And it doesn't matter if you're reading tea leaves or stones, which I read. People uh-huh. drop them in a circle. Or whether you le- read bones. Uh, any any ab- ability to read anything, whether it's natural or whether you create it and put uh, some sort of symbolism into it, uh, yeah, it works. The universe does reflect that information in all forms. So there's so many different psychic arts and even on my website I list about 165 or 70 different psychic arts that really have been, yeah yeah there's a huge number of them people reading smoke people reading entrails of animals and you know how cow manure stacks up you name it I'm, I'm gonna have to try it with buffalo wings <laughs> yeah well I'm sure someone's probably either doing, done that art or you could do it you know the real art behind that is is knowing how to interpret your system, whether it's asparagus or stones in my case, or just regular playing cards. I also use just regular playing cards. It's but, just uh, like, like learning a different language, right? 
Yeah, I mean, there's people who are more inclined to, uh, out of interest or, or certain gift. Uh, uh, just for example, I'm a musician. I was always inclined to be an artist type character. Um, so, so there's a natural inclination that may be stronger in one person than another, but still, everybody's got the basic uh, ability to increase their psychic ability and start uh, seeing the world symbolism that's right before their eyes all the time. Yes, you can you can uh, teach yourself to recognize it. Uh, it takes a lot of interest and curiosity and uh, flexibility and faith, I suppose, that sort of thing, because it's not an overnight process. It's something you uh, consciously pursue in order to get uh, mastery at it, just like you would typing or swimming. That's right. Um, also, you just um, you just mentioned. Um, you're a musician, so you're not only a psychic. You have many talents, and you're a musician, a writer, and an actor. Ah, uh, yeah, I've been acting for about ten years. I've written several screenplays, a TV series, a couple books. I've been playing music since I was uh, a young kid, uh, and I'm uh, in my sixties now. So I've got fifty plus years of playing music, um, acting probably about the last ten years. Uh, but uh, I'm not. Uh, not going to push any major Hollywood actor out of a job, that's for sure. Now, so you were in the uh, the Alamo? Yeah, I was in the Alamo. I was in about 20 movies, uh, sometimes as an extra. Uh, a lot of times working behind the scenes with casting or as a um, stand-in sometimes. Uh, and then several short films as, a, as an actor. Uh, but uh, certainly not as a lead actor in any major Hollywood films. A couple that's, independent that's... That's fun. I used to do a little bit of that myself back in the day too. <laughs> I've, yeah, I think it's thrilling. I've uh, the last twenty years of my music career, fifteen years, have been playing solo, and I got to where uh, uh, you know I was always by myself playing. You know, just tired of hearing myself almost. You know, so when I got into film, all of a sudden I'm working around a lot of people, and it was really uh, a nice creative shift. Unfortunately, there's just not a whole lot of work here. That's that's true. You know what? I actually believe that um, that, me, that we met. I used to go to the Austin uh, Mixers uh, yeah. back in 2005 and 2006. Yeah, uh, Dorn Ingram and I and Donnie Hardy hold, hold the Network Austin Mixer on Wednesdays. In fact, uh, this next Wednesday, we're uh, on the, the 8th at Baby A's North. Uh, we're having a um, pitch session where people can come and you know tell us who you are. Uh, two minutes per person. Uh, you can see it on networkaustinmixer.com. Okay. But yeah, I've been uh, I've done several things. I started doing readings way back in the 70s. I got interested in the 60s during college and the you know hippie days and all that sort of thing. Uh, and I have a uh, even people who read my astrology chart point out that I have a not only a strong inclination there, but a uh, you know a, a lot of my energy centered there. Uh, so I'm probably more prone to do that than other people would. But everybody can improve. Everybody can increase. Uh, some people aren't meant to be playing in the main orchestra, and I wasn't either. But, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell us, how did you become a psychic? Tell us about the story. You have a very interesting story. Well, I first uh, started looking for answers. I was raised Catholic, and I thought, you know, that's kind of fine and dandy, but there's plenty of flaws there. So I started looking for explanations, and in college, looking to other religions and belief systems, and uh, people turned me on to psychics like Edgar Cayce, and Madame Blavatsky, and uh, Ruth Montgomery, and people like that. Uh, and uh, so I started looking into this and realized, wow, uh, there's a lot to this world. 
that's far beyond what religion knows. Uh, and then I realized that I had a lot of um, ability uh, in my with uh, I'm having a lot of tendency to be interested in that and go in that direction. Even a lady in college read my horoscope, and I was electrical engineer at the time. She said, "You got a lot of artistic talent, but you're eventually going to focus on psychic ability." Uh, and this was 40 years ago plus. So yeah, wow. I've uh, I got interested in college uh, and I pursued it because I always kind of wanted to know. I'm a very curious person. I always wanted to know why and how things work and why this is this way. And I believe there are answers and they're knowable and we can know them, but we have to ask uh, and we don't get our answers immediately. But we we the more questions we ask, the more answers we get. It's pretty simple, really, in that sense. That's really cool. So um, you also wrote a book called A Second in Eternity uh, based on a uh, near-death experience. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, in the uh, I started like, I started getting interested in psychic phenomena in the 60s and in the early 70s started giving me readings. And in 1977, I went through a, a week of uh, escalating psychic ability that just seemed to start one evening and seemed to accelerate every day and I was picking up what people were thinking and doing about to say and I was telling people around me what was going on or about to happen and I was right all the time and it started kind of um, blowing my mind to say the least and after about the second or third day I couldn't figure out if I could ever turn this off it just kept escalating and I did a lot of strange things and freaked out some people and so forth uh, <laughs> But uh, a week toward the end of that week, after about seven, eight days of this, uh, I ended up getting in an, an auto accident down on uh, Guadalupe Street and was hit head-on by a speeding car, and I was a pedestrian. I didn't get a scratch. And from the time I hit the car to the time the driver's out shaking me, uh, I went out through this tunnel of light and saw uh, so much about life and the mysteries of the universe and then ended up being um, ejected from this tunnel of light into what I call the infinite, the infinite mind. What were you certain, seeing? Well, it's, there's so much, the, everything and nothing. It's it's hard to describe. It's everything. It's it's infinite imagination, and you're part of it. You're not separate from it. Uh, everything is everything is um, everything is created, and nothing is created. It's it's complete paradox from the way human beings see reality but when you're there you can see that everything is a divine imagination all creation is and at the core of this divine imagination is infinite love and it's just beyond the human uh, scope of imagination to try to put together how infinite love turns into infinite creativity turns into universes turns into us living down here on one part of that infinity so uh it's a it's uh, for us a split second on Earth time in what seemed like an eternity in uh, out there, I felt like I was in the mind of God, watching, uh, being part of all creation, seeing how it all fits together. Did you see seeing, people? I didn't necessarily see individual souls, so to speak. I saw infinite creativity, and by that it was everything was um, it, it, it wasn't even divisible down to souls. Uh, there were just like big chunks of imagination that created a universe. And, of course, in that those other universes, there were other uh, manifestations of life quite different from ours. 
but I didn't even know at the time that I existed. I lost total awareness of myself or even ever having existed or there being an existence or being a plant, uh, an earth or a big bang or anything because uh, it's such an overwhelming presence that you're part of it. In fact, what was strikingly interesting is uh, it seemed like somewhere in this process I recognized I was witnessing it and at that point I was pulled back through the tunnel of light back into time and space, collapsed in from the universe from all directions at once, which in going out, I was expanding in all directions at once, saw the earth, recognized I had some connection to it, got closer, saw my body, and went, wow, there I am, I am an individual, and bam, I jumped back in my body right in front of a a car wreck and a terrified driver screaming at me, man, are you okay, I didn't mean to hit you, I tried to stop it. How long were you Uh, out for? Pardon me? How long were you unconscious for? Well, I wasn't unconscious at all. What people on Earth saw was me getting hit by this car, being, you know, hitting the windshield, the trunk, I mean, the, the bumper, the fender, being, laying on my body, the driver running out, grabbing me, and me jumping up immediately. I'm not hurt at all. Did any of y'all see this? Because I saw some, um, what I call the monitors, which you were talking originally about um, entities and UFOs. Yeah, there's so many. Entities and UFOs and uh, levels of imagination and existence that you can't, we can't even fathom how many and how they interrelate and how they manifest, you know, how many different realities coexist within this one reality. Uh, so, yeah, I saw all this mastery of intricate parts all adding up to an infinite one. That's what I saw when I was gone. From the time I hit the car to the time the guy shook me, I felt like I was gone forever. I mean, I didn't even know there was an Earth. I didn't know there was a creation. So it was like uh, quite, a, quite a while for you? Oh, it seemed like a, uh, infinite. That's why the, 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 the book is titled A Second in Eternity, because it was a second by Earth time, and it was an eternity for me out there. I mean, I've, I wrote, um, oh, it's probably you know 25 pages in my book to describe what I went through. Uh, the first, most of the first of the book is the building up of the psychic ability, the challenges I had trying to stay sane, wondering what the hell was going on, feeling like I was going somewhere, but I couldn't turn off the psychic ability. And sure enough, um, after when this accident happened, I went out there and saw everything and came back and realized what I'd seen, but not why I, why it happened to me. You know, I ended up going to a hospital, all sorts of things. And then six months later, I realized through these monitors appearing like spiritual guides in some way uh, and letting me know that the whole process happened because of my own curiosity. Because I always wanted to see and always wanted to know. And at that point, at that time, I was ready. The situation was ready. Uh, they, They built my psychic ability up a whole lot so I would understand what was going on and be able to come back and explain it. Were you uh, ever scared about all this, this experience? Were you ever doubtful? I was, I was pretty terrified up to the point of the accident uh, because I was going through, um, I mean, I could see and understand people around me. And everything was going on. It just got such a constant. It's like having 50,000 radio sta- TV stations playing in your head all at once. No, I could not cut that off. And many times, uh, one minute I'd be in ecstasy. Uh, baffled by how much information I could absorb, but I could, uh, you know, the whole book is about um, things that happened. For example, I had a, 
I was at a restaurant and told a friend that he said, "How you feeling today?" I said, "I'll show you." And I had uh, I pointed to a lady in the far end of the restaurant and asked, "Do you know her?" She says, "No." Do you know? And I said, "I'm going to have her write me a letter." And while we ate, I concentrated on that. And when she walked toward us to pay for the bar, she threw a napkin down on the table and said, "Why are you doing this to me?" Whoa! Oh, I had experiences like that on and off for a week in front of friends and witnesses. I've got police reports about this. It's a, it's a, you know, well, somewhat documented story. So what was the lady going like? What what was she feeling that you were sending her like basically? When, well, I don't know. Getting... I didn't ask her. It just blew me away, and it blew my friend away. It blew my friend away because she wrote me a letter. I didn't know her at all. Didn't even look at her. Didn't. Even... I just kept thinking all the time while we're eating. I'm the guy over here near the door in the red shirt. Write me a letter. And uh, when she walked by, she threw the napkin down and said, "Why are you doing this to me?" What did you say? It, I, I couldn't just say anything. She was she threw it down and walked away with her friend. And her friend didn't even see her throw it down. She was behind her friend as they were walking toward the cash register. And my friend picked up the letter and looked at it and was amazed. I wasn't amazed. I knew that would happen. What I was scared of is the, the fact that I was dragging other people into my mental, psychic, uh, spiritual experience. And they were kind of innocent victims. I mean, this lady didn't deserve to... Whatever I did to her, you know, have her write me a letter. So there's a lot of very extreme and complex emotions I was going through. So, yeah, I was faced with a lot of fear, which was your question, Vera. Uh, But the second I hit the uh, car, it was like, wow, I was out of my body, and it was heaven. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever had in my life. I mean, it's just it's pure ecstasy. There's no reason to fear the afterlife. None. None. There is no hell out there there's only beauty hell is here heaven is here (laughs) it is you know you you can live heaven on earth or you can live hell on earth but out there there's just infinite creativity and our souls recycle and decide our souls recycle and decide what we're going to come back and learn to be in unison with our plan in the universe that we created in the image and likeness of god which is infinite imagination we come back do it again and Sometimes start all over and don't really have much memory of other lives, and we don't need to, because the life we're living now is the one that's important. I hope you can't <laughs> fall downstairs and, and and crack your ribs up there. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's there's beauty and harmony, you know. There's such beauty and harmony, and that's uh, there's no reason for people to ever fear death. Never, 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 never. You well, know. that's a good message. That's, that's good to gives hope to a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, no matter who you are, how evil you are, how good you are, there's still just infinite creativity. Now, you may have to come back and, and right some wrongs, and while you come back the second time, this is the challenge, life, here, now. Are you saying, Not like, that. reincarnation? Oh, I completely believe in reincarnation. Everything in nature reincarnates. Life itself does, you know. It's a constant process throughout nature, and souls do it as well. The irony of it is what seems from our individual perspective to be a a sequence of lives that tend to be ours is the fact that we're just a reflection of an infinite process. And that's what I saw in my second in eternity, was the fact that it's all just a big divine imagination. And the further we get from that divine infinite imagination the more we get um, condensed into being ourselves in our own reality. Really, everything we see and experience is God just looking at himself. That's all it is. 
Hmm. And if we tune into that pulse, then we realize that life is truly a miracle. It's beautiful. There's no fear out there either. It doesn't mean there's not challenges. We always have challenges. Right. But so what could you... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, uh, go ahead. Well, how does all of this... What what got you into lithomancy? Like, what's the history behind it? And why this technique to help well, uh, others? History about it. I was started doing readings with throw cards and other things way back in the 70s. And I met a lady in the 80s, and she taught me this. And about 10 years ago, I started writing the book on it. Uh, and couldn't find much about it. It's it's not a very well-known art, uh, it, but it's very powerful, uh, and it's very revealing. Uh, there's just there's a million books on tarot and astrology and runes and palmistry and you name it, but there's just never been a book written about this, and I didn't intend to write a book. I was trying to, on the Internet trying to figure out how other people did it, to compare methods, and I couldn't find anything on it, so I thought, well, I'll write a book on it, you know, uh, but there's not much written on it about the research. It's believed to be one of the oldest arts, like twigs, as you were saying, Anthony, and stones, mm-hmm. and uh, leaves, and whatever you see in nature, you know. Wow. Mankind's always been reading signs in nature. And uh, somewhere along the way, this basic method of reading got astrology connected to it and uh, got popular more in the Celtic uh, areas of, of uh, North Europe. And somehow... Um, I learned it from this lady who learned it from another psychic when they were being tested back in the 60s at some university up north. And the lady she learned it from learned it from someone in the uh, east, China or somewhere, I forgot. So it kind of is uh, not a very well-known art, but um, I've done it for 30 years, and it's primarily the main art I use because it's it's so revealing. Can you explain Uh, how does it work? Yeah, there are 16 stones. Ten of them are Sun through Pluto, Sun, Mercury, Moon, Mars, Pluto, blah, 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 Uranus, Neptune. They all have astrological meanings. And then there are six stones that are life stones. There's the life stone, uh, there's uh, the commitment stone, there's luck, there's magic, there's love, and there's place. Uh, So you've got 16 stones. And when I do them uh, in person for someone, I let them hold the stones, and I kind of show them how to drop them in this circle. When I do it for someone over the phone, I hold the stones over the circle and have them say drop. And when they say drop, I drop them. And I start reading from the center of the circle, which is sort of like the core of the situation, up to 12 o'clock, which is the start of the first week, and then around like a clock for 12 weeks. And each week uh, is represented by the hour. Uh, and so it touches on a whole lot of issues and how they interconnect. I see how stones touch and point and how they lean against one another and how just their surfaces and their angles imply meaning. Uh, and that's what I explain in the book, how to look for uh, a subtlety. And, you know, is this, is this stone putting pressure on this one or is it pulling it, you know? Uh, so there's ways to look at the simplest things like stones or tea leaves or asparagus, as you were saying, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And profound truth in it because you learn to read from that system. But this one's basically based on 16 stones dropped in a circle, which represents the environment. Circle's about a foot in the diameter. I just use a little piece of leather. You can use lace or, hell, I've drawn a circle in mud before and picked gravel off the road and marked it for stone, marked each of the 16 stones with an initial so I'd know which stone it is. And uh, had a friend at a roadside park throw them and 
told him a bunch of stuff, and he took notes. And months two later, he called him back and said, "I couldn't believe this." What what kind but of he, things do you see, and and when you tell people, what what kind of things do you normally see? Well, no two readings are uh, right. identical. No two people's situations. Um, I don't know until I um, until, until I look at it. I really don't, because it's sort of. Uh, I just look at the pattern and it starts pulling me in and showing me um, sort of what's going on and, so, and sort of why and what it's leading toward. And that's that's primarily why I like this system because it shows what this is leading toward and, and why you're in this situation. It may not uh, give me all the details of who calls you on Tuesday, but it shows <laughs> the trend of what you're going through in your life and why and what you can uh, expect on it. And if I... Anybody I do a reading for, they have free will. They can move to China tomorrow if they want. Exactly. But they don't. You know, most people, uh, just about everybody, well, everybody who I've ever done a reading for um, says I'm accurate, uh, but I'm only accurate when they, uh, when when things I said come into play, right? Right. So I always say my accuracy is really, uh, you made me accurate. <laughs> yeah. From what well, you did. All I did was told you what was possible, what was happening. You didn't move to China. You empowered yourself. You tried to see the light. You tried to manage your situation. And you know what? You came out ahead. And then all of a sudden, I'm accurate. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Okay, so why don't we get started? We have a, a few callers um, on hold. and uh, Let's start with one, just so the listeners can have uh, an idea of how does it work. Is that okay? Okay. Just introduce me to the person, and I'll go from there. Okay, we have area code 585. Hmm. Um, hello, caller, you're on the air? Hello. Yes, is this 585? Yes, it is. Okay, uh, my name's Gary. What's your name, brother? Uh, my name is, uh, you can call me Antelope, Mr. Antelope. Okay, Mr. Antelope, here's what I'm going to do. I'm charging these stones up to represent you, and in just a moment, I'm going to say, I'm ready. And all you have to do is say, drop, okay? And then I'll drop, good. I'll drop the stones, and I'll give you a, a, maybe a three-minute summary of what I see, okay? Great. Give me just a moment, Mr. Antelope. Let me charge you into them. Okay, anytime you feel like saying drop, that's all you have to say. Say it loud and clear. Drop. Okay. Uh, you've got some communication issues around your environment, dealing with responsibilities and commitments, and you have to kind of clear these out uh, in the next week and a half or so. Uh, there's going to be a lot of changes in your life uh, because of this or in spite of it. Uh, and part of this has to do with you bringing yourself into this new um, uh, power that you want. So you have to deal with these pressures on your environment, uh, commitments. You have to uh, correct the communication process and getting things done. But during this first week and a half or two, there's a lot of, uh, like, new inventiveness that you have to, to work with, a lot of uh, new creativity, new ways of seeing things, new ways of dealing with relationships uh, both personal and professional, where they seem like they've hit a roadblock. And part of this is coming about because of things in the past that are kind of coming up to you and reminding you of um, things that need to be cleared out. 
issues that need to be cleared out. So in this first week and a half or two, uh, really allow yourself to be very creative about things, and that's going to give you a lot of good feelings about relationships and being able to um, sort of break through these walls that you feel you're constrained behind or, or that uh, where relationships are, are hitting that. Um, but by the second and end of the third week here, you've had quite a round turnaround in the people you care about, issues of love and so forth, and that's giving you a fresh base to be able to start moving on uh, a lot of future plans and dreams and feeling in, in communication with, uh, like, your emotions and and uh, opportunities start coming your way. So the very fact that you've uh, made a past commitment to um, almost like the hell with it, I'm going to plow forward, I don't quite know what this is going to lead to, but you, uh, in order to solve some sort of conflict from the past, you've You've empowered yourself to move forward, and that's going to start uh, working for you. Uh, just allow yourself to be very creative in this first couple of weeks because that will help you with a lot of burdens and responsibilities you feel around your environment right now, and it's going to help you a lot with these things in relationships, breaking through a bunch of walls where you can start uh, reaching your dreams, where you don't feel like everything's been delayed or on hold or so forth. And by the fifth and sixth week here, uh, with with place – with opportunity, with your environment, and with going beyond your environment. It seems like everything's falling into play then. Some of this has to do with the issues you're dealing with now around your environment with both communication and, uh, like I said, a lot of commitments, responsibilities you feel, both business and personal. But by the fifth and sixth week here, you've got uh, issues around the place really sorted out, and it's almost like you can um, expand in some way. I don't know if it's finding, uh, like if you're a real estate agent, find new places to sell, or if you're, but you've got other places that you can um, benefit by either going to or, or connecting yourself to in some way. Now, by the ninth to the twelfth week here, uh, you're still going to be going through some of these healing of these past issues, but you've accomplished a lot because of what you're going through in the first week and a half, especially um, with determination, even in the midst of not knowing. Uh, quite what's going on, or there's a certain amount of mystery, unexpectedness, and so forth. Uh, as you plow through this in the first couple weeks and uh, do the things I've said, which I can't really remember right now, uh, by the ninth to the twelfth week here, you've really put a lot of these past issues away so you can really start benefiting from a lot of luck in the future. Uh, and by the end of this three-month period, you're going to find that uh, both business things, as far as communication issues, as far as environment issues, you've got that pretty well mastered, and you're going to be able to start the next um, three months of your life in a much more powerful position uh, with a lot less weight and baggage and um, uh, like uh, holding things in, feeling like you're about to explode, a lot less of that. Now, that's in general what I'm seeing. I hope that makes some sense to you, brother. Yeah, it does. Good. That's that's a three-minute rundown, and you can Good. probably listen back on this and uh, make more sense of it later. Good. But I hope you enjoyed it, Mr. Uh, Mr. Who? Avocado? What was it? A it was antelope. <laughs> Mr. Antelope. Asparagus. Antelope. <laughs> hope, hope you enjoyed it, Mr. Antelope. Have a good night. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You too, brother. Bye. That's neat. That was really interesting. So basically, you shake the stones and and get connected, and uh, and then you you wait for the person to tell you drop. When they drop them, then you 
it was it was you were really fast. You weren't just like trying to figure it out. It hey, you skip a beat. Yeah. Oh no, there's so much information. I find myself having to try to slow down, take a breath, and get a glass of water. You know, because <laughs> it just starts information just starts pouring out. But uh, the amount of time I put into a reading, uh, obviously, time makes for more detail. And I'm covering three months, so I kind of have to go, you know, fairly fast through things, and not I don't have time to hit on a whole lot of specifics. Uh, but he recognized what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he did. So are there like uh, images projecting into your mind, or what? How does it work? Well, I actually look at the stones. Uh, I actually am looking at the pattern when I'm talking, and my eyes are going from one stone to another and seeing the connections and so forth. And in that process, which seems like I'm just looking at how the stones point and land and touch each other, uh, they're triggering, uh, almost like triggering the words to come out. Uh, Sometimes I see images, sometimes I feel, hear phrases. Uh, I'm very conscious and aware of what I'm doing. I'm just not trying to control anything. I'm just letting it pour through. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's where... Uh, you don't uh, when you go milk a cow, you kind of s- gently squeeze it, let it flow. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I haven't done that yet. Produce <laughs> this information out, uh, but you don't have to work hard at it. If you teach yourself um, to read symbolism, you'll start seeing it more and more and more. Uh, it's like you're never going to reach the peak. Peak. Uh, you're never going to get to the finish line because there's so much to know about the universe. But yeah, right. I'm just looking at stones. And I'm allowing images and pictures and feelings and words to just kind of happen. You know, okay. I don't have to. I don't have to push it. I'm not in any super deep trance, but I'm kind of. Uh, I'm in a light sort of trance, I suppose. You know, okay. I allow myself to be a conduit for information, and just look at the stones to kind of point to what the information I'm supposed to give. <laughs> you know, basically. Okay, we have another caller. Um... Uh, area code 609. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hey, how are you doing tonight? Hey, what's your name, brother? Or, well, give me a fake name. What, what is it? Jordan. Jordan, that's that's cool, man. Did uh, I don't know if you heard how this works before with the other gentleman, but uh, I'm charging these 16 stones up. And in just a moment, Jordan, I'll say I'm ready once I kind of feel like your energy is in them. And uh, after I say I'm ready, all you have to do is say drop whenever you feel like it, okay? All right. All right give me just a second here, brother. Kind of assign your name to him and your presence and your vibe. Okay, Jordan, they seem to want to speak, so anytime you feel like saying drop. All right, drop. Okay. Uh, wow, you've got a lot of uh, uh, things from the past that are about to change into a pretty lucky cycle for you. Uh, there's a lot of buildup of energy, and this has to do with plans around your place and around love, around people you care about and that sort of thing. Uh, but it seems like for whatever reason you've kind of are either finishing this cycle or determined to shift gears on it because the luck stone's right at the top uh, and right preceding it is Pluto. So there's been quite a shift in energy uh, consciously, uh, and it may not be showing itself to you yet, but it will be 
uh, you feel a lot of uh, things around your environment starting to feel more fortunate. And this is because um, you, the Sunstone is right in the center, and the Love Stone, and Mars. So there's a lot of energy with you about love, about place, about plans, about hopes uh, that's coming to the surface now. And it's taken the place of these um, fears that have kind of built up. Uh, and so that's why there's this shift of luck happening within your environment. You have brought this about. It's not just random sequence, uh, even though there are cycles. One ends and another takes over. But you're, 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 you've brought it about to some degree, and you're going to be bringing about more because of uh, hopes about your place and about uh, being in power and being uh, centered again and being able to reach your dreams and not have... Uh, a lot, so much disillusionment, uh, or feel the victim of disillusionment. So in the first couple of weeks, you're going through a lot of this, um, re almost refreshing yourself on your own worth and uh, your own psychic ability, your spiritual ability, connecting with yourself in a uh, mystical way, in a positive way, in a fortunate way. And that helps you by the third week get a lot of control over emotions, have good relationships with uh, females, uh it's completing this cycle of love that you're starting again um, in your life and in your environment. Uh, and it's going to really give you a lot of uh, strength here by the third and fourth week, uh, a lot of good opportunity. I don't think you know this yet, but uh, there's a lot of very good things unfolding in your life. And if you don't know it, uh, you should certainly open your eyes up to it because it's um, it's almost like why not uh, maximize the potential there before your eyes? Uh, so whether it's some subconscious decision or the fact that you finished this cycle or you're maybe after you through this reading you're shifting gears, but it sure seems like there's a very uh, lot of fortune coming in for you and a lot of uh, realignments can bring you a lot of luck. And by the fifth and sixth and seventh week here, uh, things with relationships are working out, things with love, with family, with place. Now you're also going to find um, – very good ways to find uh, opportunities by looking, on one hand, what you have to deal with, the real side, the practical side, the laws, the regulations, or whatever. And on the other side, uh, how you can maximize your potential, how you can uh, do things a different way. So allow yourself to, to form a new pattern, not only psychically and spiritually and mentally and emotionally within yourself, but as far as plans, how to advance yourself financially, uh, where, where opportunity lies, how to um, like almost have the persistence to make these breakthroughs that you're often uh, right, up, uh, right close to, uh, and for some reason some of them do, and a lot of them you kind of hit the wall and get frustrated. I'm saying rather than hit the wall, let it inspire creativity in you. Every time you hit the wall here in the fourth and fifth and sixth one, Shift this into, um, wow, the miracle's on my side, and that's going to give you the boost in relationships and in business and so forth. And you're going to learn a lot toward the last three months of this period about sort of not only what you've gone through, but how you're uh, uh, continuing to use this um, uh, healing thing that you're going through for the long term for both uh, very effective communication in the future for you to be able to uh, like bring a lot of uh, almost like respect and credibility and power to your side so you can advance more quickly without um, feeling like there's a lot of, um, of the past holding you back. 
or a lot of deception or a lot of uh, victimization and so forth. So this is really you grabbing control of the reins of your life uh, and almost by just grabbing them, they'll start pulling you in the right direction. You're, you're either just about to make that choice or that's the only choice you've got left or something. Uh, but whatever it is in this first week or so that's going to start triggering, triggering luck with you or let you see luck in a different way, and do keep your eyes open. You know, Use your intuitive ability to see it in little sparkles around you. Um, that's going to help a lot with uh, female issues, with relationships, with people you care about, with prosperity and so forth. And beyond this three-month period, what it's going to do is it's going to give you um, professional authority. Uh, it's going to give you the ability to make critical decisions without uh, going through some of the heaviness that you've had in the past, the fairly recent past. Uh, you're going to be able to... Uh, Keep to your standards at the same time. Uh, be flexible as the situation needs be. Uh, so this new system of balance that you're forming sort of out of the ashes of the old is going to be uh, much more versatile, much more updated, and much more progressive. And what I suggest you do is allow yourself to see this uh, new cycle of opportunity before you. Uh, so if you have the, the breaks to the um, uh, anxiety, just apply them and uh, put coal in the in the engine of this uh, new vision, new hopes, new aspirations, because it's really going to, it can trigger some very positive things for you in these three months, and beyond it by you knowing how to not uh, get overwhelmed so much in the future. Now, that's kind of general what I'm seeing. I hope that makes sense to you, brother. It does a lot, actually. Well, good. It's supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I hope it does, and listen back to it a little bit later on the on the on the uh, archives, and it'll make more sense to you. But uh, yeah, you're about to start a very lucky cycle. Don't be afraid of having good things happen. This is not a time to be afraid of them. This is time to let them happen. Yeah. Yeah, really, it really is. So so let this good stuff happen for you, and nudge it where need be, but don't don't doubt that you deserve it. <laughs> I mean, you with me, brother? Oh yeah, I'm still here. I said, don't doubt that you deserve a good lucky break. Oh, I you won't. Know? Don't worry. Good, man. Thanks well, for calling evening. in. Yeah, yeah, you have a good evening, brother. You too. Thank you. Uh-huh. Wow. So so I guess, yeah, I mean, you kind of have to take it in. It's um, it's, it's interesting how they just absorbing all the information in and just processing oh, yeah. and thinking, right? <laughs> have, have you ever you mean, thrown the first the- time? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I talk pretty fast, so they uh, kind of just listen. I mean, uh, I will certainly take a question, but I don't need one. Right. <laughs> Have you ever thrown the stones down and then, like, you just look down and you go, oh, boy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, because everything is a cycle, even life and death. Uh, I've felt death in people's lives either have just happened or that there's one upcoming. And I tell people what I feel and the degree to which I feel it. But I look, I read the pattern rather object, objectively. It doesn't mean I don't, I'm not sensitive to it, but objectively allows the person to be able to see that there's light at the end of the tunnel and that they can bring themselves closer to that light regardless okay. of, of what's going on or what happened or what built up to this point. You try to give has, positivity? Yeah, because you really do have creativity in the moment in the future. We don't have any creativity in the past. It's done. 
That's a very good advice. That's yeah. really good. Oh, Here yeah, we, we have, did. We have another one. Um, area code 210. Uh, hello, caller, you on the air? Hello? Hi. Hi. Hi, what, what's your name or make up a name, girl? My name is Miriam. Miriam, okay. I don't know if you uh, heard these other two folks, but I'm basically yes. in charge these stones. Okay, good. So you kind of know the process here. I'm charging them up here in just a second. I'll say I'm ready, and all you have to do is say drop, and then I'll start babbling away, okay? Okay. Give me just a second, sweetheart. Get your name on them. Get your vibe in them. Get your consciousness to lighten up and surrender, and I'm ready, so anytime you feel like saying drop, Yep. Okay. Uh, well, don't worry about love right now. I know it sounds uh, uh, sort of not particularly what you wanted to hear immediately, but you do have a whole new sense of balance and harmony and creativity coming in, uh, especially affecting your environment, because you do want this balance and you do want this harmony, and there's been a lot of changes and, and things that haven't quite worked out the way you wanted and that has you sort of looking forward right now in a sense of, okay, what is on the horizon? You know, where do I have power? What can I create? And as you go through this first week and a half or two, uh, allow yourself to see that there's more uh, possibilities than maybe you recognize at the moment. And by accepting that, more positive possibilities. And by doing that, you start really seeing a whole bunch of new uh, visions for yourself here. And you can pretty well open this door up in the next couple of days or so by uh, conscious, uh, the same desire you want for balance and commitment and that sort of thing can bring that sort of um, uh, commitment to yourself about being real uh, open-minded and being very creative and being uh, let, let the universe kind of guide you or give you some signs. Because as you do that for the first couple of weeks, you're going to find it's going to um, bring you to a new conclusions about healing matters. It's going to uh, close the door on some things that are draining you, and it's going to give you new standards to live by so you don't continue to feel drained about things, especially things you can't control. And it's going to give you a new sense of uh, uh, power about the things you do can control, and as far as relationships, as far as business, as far as like principles and ideas, you know, what was agreed upon should be agreed upon, so it has a lot to do with commitments and so forth. So as you go for this, through this first week of letting yourself tune in spiritually and, and see that there's uh, solutions in the air, that you have to connect the dots differently, uh, as you do that, you're going to see new solidity that's going to help solve a lot of these issues, bring them to the surface so you can deal with them or settle them or make better terms, or if they're too much of a weight for you, just let go of them. You, you can deal with them later. And where there are time limits that you have to deal with things on a very, um, you know, put your foot down quick, determination way of dealing with things, do those. But allow yourself this sense of flexibility and, and magic in your life, mysticism, you know, belief, hope, that sort of thing. Because as you do, you're going to start getting a more and more balance. It's going to give you a better harmony relationship with both man and female figures in your life. It's going to bring you to uh, 
to whether all kinds of legal affairs and paperwork and new things uh, are going to start working in your favor. You're going to know how to um, make good judgment calls and good decisions about those things, especially from the third to the sixth and seventh week here. And this gives you power uh, with men in general and probably with another man or two. could be both uh, like a potential mate or a, a brother uh, it seems like there's a couple different men that are affected by your new um, sort of your the clearing out that you're going through because you're coming about things with a new um, oh maybe a lighter version of things or, you know not so heavy not so uh, uh, complex or unsolvable so as you get this new fresh feeling and start applying it and whittling away on what seems like it's a, a drain so you can feel re-inspired in life, that's going to reflect on you. It's going to reflect mm-hmm. on communication. It's going to reflect on how you affect men, how they affect you, and especially from about the third to the sixth and seventh week. And that's going to set up a very fortunate cycle for you by the eighth to the tenth week here with a lot of luck, with a lot of new feelings about money and opportunity, with a lot of feelings about yourself, your own luck in relationships and, and uh, uh, connections with men and so forth, and your own ability to um, feel empowered in your own environment, which is sort of where you're ending this three-month period with a lot of, uh, uh, you know, back to queen of your castle again. You've got uh, control of your environment. You've got a lot of your plans are starting to actually work for you. Uh, not that you have to wait that long, but you're not so burdened down with uh, sort of the closure that you're going through in the first couple weeks here. Uh, and beyond this three-month period, what this is giving you, allowing you to do is travel lighter into the future uh, so so love can work out in your favor and so you can feel and see plans in the future where the uh, cards are stacked in your favor rather than against you. Uh, so a certain amount of this has to do with you deprogramming yourself and programming yourself with the positive, creative sense of balance and, you know, uh, integrity with which you see yourself. Allow that to uh, uh, come into play. Uh, you got a strong hand in that suit. Let it happen. And that's going to bring a lot of these healing issues to resolution in the first couple of weeks, which is going to really help you feel free and creative and the good relationships coming back in your life and good uh, with men and with opportunity and so forth. And again, this last three weeks, um, a lot of feeling about your castle being being uh, under your control, good, happy, vibrant, uh, pleasant. Uh, and beyond this, uh, with both the life stone and the love stone, you're going to be able to see um, longer into the future and you're going to be able to see a lot about um, little opportunities that are probably before you right now in ways that have to do with problem solving. Uh, so look at the little signs around you uh, in the next couple of days and week and allow yourself to where you see chaos and confusion and uncertainty. Allow yourself to see uh, magic and uh, new ideas and freshness because that's going to give you the strength to clear issues out and it's going to give you the uh, resolve and it's going to give you the uh, new new policy that you want to follow for yourself and have other people uh, abide by as well. Uh, so uh, don't be upset if you don't know where this is all leading to right now because um, that's where you're, uh, the mystery is going to uh, draw out of you strength and creativity. 
to be able to piece by piece start discovering uh, how you play this out in the next couple of weeks. All the answers are going to start occurring, appearing to you as long as you allow yourself to uh, say, hey, this is a time to really move forward and get balance in my life and harmony and relationships and get the clutter out of the way and move forward very positively. Um, it's not that far out of reach. Uh, you've kind of come to this crises like this before and have made it up to about the 80-yard line. Well, make it up to the 85-yard line now or maybe the 90. And who knows, pretty soon you'll be going the 100-yard dash without thinking about it. That's kind of what I'm feeling. I hope that makes sense to you, sweetheart. It does. <laughs> good. Thank you so much. Good. You have a good evening. Thank you, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. Yeah, I kind of look at it as a story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. That's awesome. Cool. Can, I, can I be next? <laughs> sure, if you want to be. Of course, yeah. Um, I like I like it because there's not a whole lot of uh, little details. You know, it's very uh, general, but but also uh, to the point. So yeah, I really probably. like your style. I really, really do. Uh, I like this method because it allows me to to um, benefit from using this style. Uh, like I said, it allows a lot of uh, me to see a lot of issues and uh, help people see that, uh, well, the light at the end of the tunnel ain't that far away. <laughs> you <know>? Are you <laughs> nervous? <laughs> Amazing. Sometimes I've read for people whose life is just going perfect, you know, and they were kind of afraid I might say something bad and you know they know everything's going good and they don't want me to break the spell and i didn't <laughs> right i know <laughs> i see people get so nervous you. well there's one thing about psychic readings a lot of people that it has the bad you know um a fame of uh you know telling you well i see a blonde woman and you know and maybe you know the person that you're with is not the one you're supposed to be with and you know things like that like like you watch in the movies, and it's, it's scary and intimidating for people. People don't they don't want to hear that. Well, you always have to put into perspective what people are saying, put it into context. And I I know that when I do a reading for people, uh, they do that even if it doesn't if they don't get it at first, if they listen back again, because it just all jumps out at me at once. Right. And for them, it's kind of a surprise. I'm even halfway close to what's going on in their life. Right. So they're kind of to some degree, um, listening, but not quite, uh, uh, it'll make more sense later. Right. Yeah, this this system allows me to sort of see, like I say, what's going on and why. And I kind of focus on that on shorter readings because um, I guess because I feel like if I kind of know what's going on, then I can make it through because I know that there's a a method to the madness, you know. Mm, I see. But uh, you know how this works, Vera, so I'm going to put your name on him, sweetheart. And, um, whenever shake it, shake you, it. Yep. And, um, we'll see, shake it, to, shake it. <laughs> yeah, they got a lot of energy with you, babe. You've been on the phone for a while. so uh, <laughs> I'm going after Vera. <laughs> all right. Well, anytime you feel like saying drop, Vera. Okay. Drop. Okay. Wow, now see, you have a lot of uh, pretty good things going on in your life right now. You've got a lot of change in place coming up. You've got, uh, 
with the life stone, the moon stone, and uh, the love stone, you uh, got good things with your environment coming up here, uh, at home with them, uh, feeling very comfortable, being able to um, uh, use good feelings about love in a way that doesn't seem burdensome to you. So it feels like you're getting some sort of control over love issues in your life and how (laughs) sometimes they seem complicated and burdensome, but... uh, you're learning a lot of flexibility, and with this new place you've got, or going to with this new change, because um, you've got Uranus right next to the place stone, and Uranus has changed, and it's right in the center. So uh, this new change of place is going to give you a, um, by the second and third week, you're going to be looking back and thinking, wow, I, I, not only did I need that, it's good for me, and it's allowed you to... Um, be able to move forward on a lot of things, especially how you feel about your emotions and your place and so forth. And that allows you to sort of uh, deal with these issues uh, that are still kind of gnawing away at you, having a comfortable setting and having a fresh start and so forth. Uh, And this has to do with uh, commitment issues and so forth. It has to do with, uh, like, a lot of things that are very um, important to you, uh, all kinds of commitments, responsibilities and so forth. So through this new uh, feeling of empowerment coming in your life and this new feeling of control over your environment, a new change of environment, a lot of fresh starts for you, it's sort of uh, uh, loading you up to um, unleash a whole new positive cycle in yourself uh, without the um, past putting a limitation on it or or haunting you in some way or uh, bringing you back to the past. You see what I'm saying? This is Uh sort of launching you into a very progressive future. Uh, So allow this to happen and recognize sort of where you participate in uh, being drawn back into these things. And uh, where you need to, you let this new feeling of empowerment within yourself um, define to you how you're going to deal with the complications of commitment and of of your own healing over both uh, current issues and past issues. You... uh, like allow yourself to recognize, hey, I'm going to come out of this ten times better than I even thought. Because mm-hmm. the more you allow yourself to see that, the more flexibility you're going to have in the next couple of weeks. And the more you're going to recognize all these fresh starts sort of um, kind of line up like ducks because you've made the decision to move forward um, sort of fearlessly. Okay. Uh, and that's sort of fearlessness is the same sort of fearlessness that's going to help solve these past issues that you're still kind of dealing with. Uh, and from the third to the sixth week here, boy, you've got a lot of luck happening for you. You've got a lot of new dreams and visions. You've got a lot of new plans. You've got a lot of uh, uh, feeling like, wow, now everything's kind of falling into play. Why wasn't it the first week? And it's because the first week you're having to kind of recognize it and go through with the changes. <laughs> you understand? Yeah, yeah. To make these things work, but by the fourth and fifth and sixth week here, you just got a lot of uh, very positive expansion, and you're not looking at the past anymore. Uh, you're pretty well moved to uh, being able to, um, like, accept everything in the past that hadn't quite been as nice as you'd like as uh, actually being the medicine you needed in order to uh, kick you into this uh, uh, very uh, empowering uh, positive, creative, spontaneous, moving forward mode, because you're going to be teaching other people about these sorts of things. Uh, and and uh, that's why you're learning them now. Uh, this is probably m- much more in the future, but you're 
you've got a lot of creative, vibrant energy that you're um, learning how to maximize without letting um, like a few bad apples spoil a bunch or whatever. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Uh, a, a few things have gone wrong. You've uh, let them weigh on you too much. Take them too serious, you know, rather than sort of go, okay, this is bullshit. I'm not falling for this. <laughs> so you're making a lot of progress through that, and that brings relationships uh, with with uh, really back in focus in a very empowering way with a new set of standards uh, and a new sense of uh, – <clears throat> You being in control without having to exercise or say you're in control, you just it just happens. It unfolds uh, because of the uh, flexibility you're learning now and the determination to uh, uh, let yourself be the guide of your life. You know, make your decisions and so forth. So this is helping you go through a lot of the barriers that relationships and men put around you. Uh, not just in personal relationships, but in life. And it's given you a lot of um, ability to know how to um, find power there and be able to, uh, it's like if you know martial arts well, someone's charging at you, you use their weight to throw them off. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. That's the sort of thing you're learning uh, to where rather than hitting head on with things that you uh, that brings out this sort of guy. I can't break through. Now you're doing things with uh, a lot more education, a lot more okay. knowledge, and a lot more um, like not worrying if it's going to backfire because there's a certainty in you that a you deserve things to work right, and b if this doesn't work, you'll try this channel. So there's the flexibility that you're learning in the first week with your move is going to affect your flexibility to how to break through walls that you see, especially when it has to do with men and regulations and you have to fit into game plans. That's, mm-hmm. not, your, that's not your strong suit. So this is bringing out your independence in a way that's um, almost like very tolerable, acceptable, or, or, or works for you instead of uh, uh, other people might think, oh, she's – trouble causers, you know, you do, I don't know, I can't put my words on it, but it gives you power in a way and authority without having to... Um, to impose. I, I, I get what you, I get what you're trying to say. Without putting a, you know, I'm the chief here on your collar. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's shown. You live it. You, you vibrate it. You demonstrate it. Um. Uh, and in the long term, this is going to set up... Uh, both long-term like careers in uh, what you're doing now and writing and communication and so forth. And it's also going to open up uh, some travel things for you coming into the future, too. So uh, that's in general what I'm seeing. Does that make sense to you, girl? Totally, totally. Any babies? <laughs> uh, don't worry about that right now because uh, <laughs> you want to get you want to get things um, to where you're 100% ready. You're more like 80% now. Do you see okay. what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, when, you win, when you get 100%, yeah. But that seems like, um, yeah, it certainly seems like there's uh, a boy and a girl on their way. <gasps> Ooh! <laughs> uh, like two souls that want to come to you, and one would take a, the male body, one would take a female body. Aww. Uh, <laughs> uh, how soon that is, I'm not feeling, but I can feel it just from the way the stones are lining up. Just okay. the way that they're parallel. That's interesting. Wow. It totally makes <laughs> sense. Everything you said is is just hitting right at home. And uh, wow. And it gets me 
A very positive feeling. Uh, we have 14 minutes left. Do you think you can do a quick reading for Marfa Man before we go? Uh, sure, for Anthony? Is yes. That yeah. Yes, I, I call sure. him Marfa Man. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> hey. Well, Anthony, I already know your name. You don't have to get a clumsy uh, pseudonym. <laughs> You know. Oh, uh, yeah. I already got clumsy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, man. Uh, give me just a minute, Anthony. I'm gonna tune into you, and then we'll kind of do the same thing. Yes, sir. Yeah, you got a lot of energy. I can feel it bubbling all around. Just center it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> center it. Uh, Put on film before I even drop the stones. But are you, uh, are, you, are you waiting for me to say it? No, I'm just talk, talking. Okay. I feel the energy in the stones. They're kind of all bouncing in different directions, like all trying to make breakthroughs. And it's like <laughs> something is say, uh, don't try to break through everything at once. Break through one thing, and it'll open another breakthrough. That's sort of what I'm feeling just by the stones. But uh, yeah, they've got your name on them. So anytime you feel like saying drop, brother, you just say drop. I'll go from there. Drop. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, you've got, uh, actually, you've got a lot of good things happening in your life, too. Now, some of the dreams that you've had and hopes and plans, you're having to make some decisions about those in the next couple of weeks in order to get everything on the same page, mm-hmm. uh, like the, the cart in front of the horse, the horse in front of the cart. Uh, interesting, I said that a while ago. I felt like you had the ability to kind of go two opposite directions at once and wonder why neither of them succeeded like you had expectations for. And so this is helping you a lot in lining up things uh, so you make good, smart decisions and you have this sense of uh, continuity and uh, opportunity and uh, you can see it, you can negotiate with it, you can talk about it, you can, uh, and especially how it fits around your place during the second week here. Uh, So there's a lot of... um, like when you looked at look in the past, there's a lot of what you can learn from uh, not harboring on the past, but where you um, almost like, wow, I wish I would have streamlined and focused on that then and not this and that and that and that. So this is helping you sort of uh, make critical decisions here in the next week and a half, not, not life and death, but uh, as far as your um, your empowerment around your home, around with new uh, projects, new financial things. And all along, this is helping uh, with relationship issues. It looks like you've got a lot of support there and so forth. Uh, some of that, the, uh, your lady seems to think you're kind of crazy sometimes, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I couldn't help it, man. It just jumps out. It's so obvious here. Uh, so you're going to learn a lot of how to put her at ease, how to, uh, and it's kind of almost comical. Um, in a way. But it seems like um got a lot of opportunity happening for you. Some of the things you've started in the past have been uh, like just now coming into play, and that's where you need to make decisions about them uh, as you start seeing um, like changes in the game plan, things things being a little different than what you uh, expected. Uh, but by uh, moving forward on those and not trying to um, – it's like if this is the new terms and the new plan, you kind of got to go with it rather than try to uh, negotiate with the past, move forward with it in a very positive way. So that way you're not um, like uh, spinning your wheels. 
mm-hmm. uh, doing the same thing over and over and over. So a lot of this energy in the first week and a half or two has you, uh, like uh, I was saying earlier, streamlining, making good decisions, moving forward, empowered. Uh, you, you've, you're, you've still got plenty of energy for plenty of other things, but um, it's like you got ten poles in the water. Work on the ones that you're getting the bites on immediately. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, because that's what I'm feeling here in the first week or two. I've had a lot of decisions about activity and plans and things about your home and your dreams and being able to uh, see this better, um, uh, like, communication effort. Uh, and uh, whether it's writing or being on the air or uh, being uh, the personality you are or reaching your dreams, all that sort of thing coming into play is um, good for you and helpful. Uh, but uh, don't be afraid of kind of... Uh, Centering on one or two things at a time and getting them honed up and then shift to the next gear and so forth. Uh, and what that is doing is giving you um, a lot of, uh, by the third and fourth week here, there's just been a lot of uh, change in your life because of how you're um, kind of making decisions and plans here in the first week. And it feels like it's, uh, uh, by the fourth and fifth week here, it feels like it's really opened up a whole new um, scenario for you. Uh, that's going to allow you to um, like take on new commitments and new responsibilities and be able to deal very effectively with them uh, in a way that uh, impresses other people and in a way that starts bringing luck to you. And it's also going to help you by the eighth and ninth week here when you go through this lucky cycle of being able to deal with challenges that come up at that time without um, them... Uh, like slowing down your machinery or your system or so forth. So there are some issues from the past that are going to come up here that are going to allow you to um, sort of use the knowledge that you're putting together in the first couple of weeks. Uh, and and by the end of this three-month period, you're, you're learning a lot about your own spiritual and psychic nature and about your own curiosity. And you're, uh, if you're not writing, you should be. Uh, wow. <laughs> You've got a lot of stuff that you could put out in writing, both um, for, for the Internet and for, uh, you know, compiling information uh, almost is a very strong suit for you that I think you're probably going to tap into more and more. But beyond this three-month period, it seems like plans with family, uh, happiness, a lot of creativity and balance are coming to you, and you've worked through a lot of these uh, doubts and difficulties that uh, uh, are sort of holding you back from maximizing your potential. The first couple weeks seem to do with a lot of mechanics and determination and sorting things out. Uh, at the same time, uh, keeping the uh, psychic and spiritual self part of yourself open so it doesn't become dry or cold or plotted or mechanical, so it still has a lot of spirit in it and a lot of... Um, accomplishment as well, uh, uh, just a lot of organizational stuff. Uh, and by the seventh, eighth, and ninth week here, when you go through, uh, we always go through another challenge, there's another challenge coming into your life, but you've got so much energy geared up and so much uh, power that you can pretty well glide through that and solve that period so you're setting up, um, like I said, a pretty nice, convenient uh, feeling for yourself and your life here in the future. Uh, Magic Stone and Mars are right at the uh, in the center here, almost as long as as well as the stone. Stone, excuse me, 
the moon and Venus. So there's a lot of relationship things, a lot of communication things, a lot of uh, taking what's good and moving it forward, making it better. Uh, but the way the Mars stone and the uh, uh, magic stone are pointing, it's uh, it's really saying um, get your gears on uh Use both hands to get in first gear and both hands to get in second gear and so forth, rather than kind of shifting first to fourth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so this is, uh, it doesn't deprive you of hitting the other gears. It just makes the uh, efficiency work better for you all the way around, you with yourself and with your plans and with the mechanics and details and contracts and things you have to deal with on a practical level so you don't feel like you're in a traffic jam. Uh, you feel like you could kind of... Um, hop through things and over things because you're um, centering yourself on more effectiveness of your strong points rather than uh, uh, kind of laughing at yourself for uh, not centering on it, if that makes sense. <laughs> Does that make yeah. sense to you, brother? It really does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've known him for quite a while, and he just just, just right on it. <laughs> that's kind of what, that's in general what I'm seeing. I hope that hits home with you, Anthony. Definitely, my my wife's gonna love the crazy comment. She's gonna totally laugh. <laughs> She'll totally get that. <laughs> yeah, y'all got a pretty good relationship. It feels like that's that's yeah. um, it's she, always got challenges, but it seems like a good mutual support system. She puts up with a lot. <laughs> yeah, I can feel she's uh, but it keeps her entertained too. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I think he never no no. Oh. Dull moment there, but, for sure. Um, yeah, so you're on a good starting point. Uh, uh, allow yourself to see how you can uh, bring more dreams into manifestation. That's I will. I appreciate that. That's, That's awesome. what the top is saying. Believe, yeah. build the field, and they will come. You know. Oh, I love there it. I go. love that analogy. That's, that's awesome, Mr. Wimmer. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's it's been a pleasure. Uh, I I love your style. And uh, for any of our listeners that want to learn more about our guests, uh, go to the website uh, GaryWimmer dot com. That's uh, W uh, W I M M E R GaryWimmer dot com. Um, again, thank you so much. Thank you, folks, and have a good evening. They can always just Google Reading Stones, and they'll find me. I know, and and what a beautiful technique! Uh, thank you so much for teaching teaching us about it tonight, and and, and doing the readings. Yeah, and I want to catch you at uh, what some of, one of the uh, mixers here soon. Yeah, come on out. We're having one next Wednesday at Baby Acapulco's North. Uh, I know exactly where it is. Okay, yeah, uh, start. We start networking at six, and we start letting people introduce themselves at six forty-five. Uh, but do come out. It'd be great to meet you in person. And Vera, if you yeah, come out, you're more invited. Yeah, there you go. Let's do it. Okay. That would be awesome. Oh uh, yeah. Networkaustinmixer.com, GaryWimmer.com, G A R Y W I M M E R. Thank you all. Have a good evening, folks. Awesome. You Thank too. you, sir. Thank you, sir. Good night. Don't. Good night. All right. Wow. Yeah. So like what a good a dude. Night. Yeah. I know. I love his energy. Yeah, he got good energy. Um very positive, very um uplifting. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I like I like hearing that uh, I'm going to get a, a lucky cycle. <laughs> I haven't had one of those yet. <laughs> but, but you also, I feel you have to be ready to accept that. I mean, be willing to accept it. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, they, 
usually think that they've been doing not so good for a while. Uh, sometimes they have this l- lucky break and they don't even recognize it. Right. They've been they've been going so, you know, kind of on the blue for a while. Then they get their break and it's like, ah, that's exactly. for me. It's it the- can be, you know, it's like, and and yes, it is. So take this as, as your green flag. That's just my advice. This change is coming. Yes, just take and I think for a lot of people, I think this year has a lot of good energy and a lot of good changes for a lot of people. But you gotta be willing to accept it. That's just my interpretation. My interpretation. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm so excited. Uh, we have a few shows coming up, and uh, next Friday we have a abductee. We have a, a person mm-hmm. sharing her experiences, yep. and it's a cool story. It'll be very, very interesting. Uh, if you want to learn more about it, don't forget to tune in next Friday, 9 p.m. Thank you, everyone. Are those your puppies? I know. I'm sorry, everybody. I have <laughs> just got a new house, and I had I didn't have a plan. I was supposed <laughs> to get a baby gate today, and yeah, if you've been hearing a Boston Terrier singing in the background, that is that is my dog Bruce and Jack. Oh, well, all of our love to all the puppy lovers out there. (laughs) Thank you so much, everyone who listened. Don't forget to tune in next Friday. Remember, we are not experts, just big paranormal fans. Be skeptical, but be open-minded, too. And let's continue the search for answers. Good night. Night, y'all. Oh, yeah, that's it for tonight. The Vera Normal Show. Little Nidge, Marfa Man, Vera Martinez, we're 